0: The yeshiva.net. Since this week is Parshah Shemini, so we'll learn the Maimar of Lakuta Torah Parshah Shemini. Actually, Lakutah Torah Parshah Shemini is only one Maimar. Page 35. On top it says Savin Shemini, it's the second half of the page, or Daf Yud Ches, column one. Remember that in Lakutah Torah, the numbers repeat themselves for each Chumash. So you want to make sure that it's On This mimer, this discourse of the Balatanya was said in the year Tovkuf Ayin Aleph, which would be equivalent to eighteen eleven, which means very close toward the end of his life. As his passing was Tovkov ayin Gimel, two years later, this was Tovkov ayin Aleph, 1811. The Maimir begins with a posik from Tehillim, chapter 104, Tehillim Kovdalad, known as Barchi Nafshi, which we say in Rishkhodesh. The connection to Shmini will be obvious. And it begins with a posik, Leviosom, Zeyat, Sarta, Le Sachikboy. Dovra Melech says, you have created the Leviathan, the famous titanic, uh, huge fish, whale, the Leviathan, you created it, to toy with it, to laugh with it, to play with it, to quell with it. The Medrish Rabbah on Parshish Mini, this week's Parsh, Parshayat Gimel, section 13, the Medrash Rabbah says the following, and he begins to quote from the Medrash. Behemis Vilivyason hem kinigoin shel tzadikim la'asid lava. The Behemis, which means the large mammals, uh, the large oxen or other mammals, and the Leviathan, the fish, the whale, are the kinigoin. Kinigoin means the circus, or the gladiator. Kenigion was the term used, it's probably, I think, a Greek term, or a foreign language, which was the term that was used for the large spectacles that the emperors, the Caesars, kings in the ancient world would make between animals, animal fighting, huge, huge fights, and this was a very enjoyable sport to watch the lion fight the bear or the tiger it was just a, it was a whole it was a whole sport sadly and tragically it was it was bloody and violent and vicious and a lot of uh, pain for animals involved and even more heinous was the fact that they would often put in people slaves and others that they wanted to punish to endure these uh, horrible spectacles. And, and everybody would watch this fight. It was called the Kinnigia. So Kinnigia would be like a circus, a gladiator, this large theatrical spectacle. So the Medrash says that those who abstained from all the Kinnigias in this world, they will have their own Kinnigia, their own circus, lassad love in the future. The Bahamas and the L'Vyasan, the mammals and the leviathan, that's the kenigya, that's the circus of the righteous people, of the good people, moral people, us and love in the future. And the Medrash continues, that there's going to be, so to speak, a circus of the behemoths and the leviathans Behemoths, noisits le and the The behemoths, which I assume here refers to uh, oxen, bulls, which have horns, karnayim. So the behemoth, the ox, is going to stab the Leviathan, the fish, the whale, bekarnev with its horns, and as a result of that, it's going to get torn. The during this fight, the, levyoson, the Leviathan, the behemoth will stab the ox with its fins. Its fins are so big and powerful and sharp, it will stab the the ox, with its fins, v'noicharay. V'noichere means it will stab it and, and, uh, and kill it, snuff out its soul. And this will become the feast for the tzaddikim, for the righteous men and women, la'osid lavi in the future. We speak about it in the Gemara and Baba Basra, and this medrash is the source for the fact that there's going to be the huge feast when Mashiach comes, known as the feast of Luv'yasan and Shur Habar. Luv'yasan is the fish course, and She'er Habar is the meat course. She'er Habar, the axe. The wild axe. Bar means outside. The, the, the untamed, wild, out, out outside axe that can't be uh, domesticated. And just placed in a barn, calm and serene. That's She'er Habar. The wild axe. The Leviosin and She'er Habar. You know the Yiddish song, right? The Sude Vosgate Benessin by the Sude... Huh? Laviyos sushi, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a big sushi platter. So that's the source. this, this medrash that is going to be a Kanigia, some type of circus, and this this battle, and they're going to uh, they're going to be fed to the righteous people who abstained from the kinnigia throughout history, where the kings would watch these spectacles of the animals killing each other. That's the medrash. Continues the Madrash. How can there be this tradition in Torah? It contradicts a Mishnah. It's not what we learned. We learned a Mishnah. Some of you are learning Mesech the now. Zagdan Mishnah, the first parak of Chulen. Every kosher adult Jew is eligible to Shecht. To slaughter an animal. Or a bird. And one may use every type of instrument, a knife, or anything that's similar to a knife in order to slaughter. And it's not limited to time. Any time or hour of the day and the night is eligible for shchita, for slaughtering. Says the Mishnah, but you can't use Magal Katsir. You can't use a sickle that is used for harvest. And as the Mishnah continues, you can't use a sword. Why? You have to use a sharp, smooth blade. Because if you use, as he puts it there, shinayim, a tooth, a sharp tooth, or a or a sword, or nasarim, or a sickle, here what happens is you don't have the smooth blade. That is shechita that's drawn back and forth and slaughters the animal, but rather it's like a, a stab into the animal which disqualifies it. it's not kosher. And here we see clearly, how is this sure this ox going to be shechted? How it's going to be slaughtered? The fin of the leviathan is going to stab it. Noisits lebehemez besampirov. The fin of the leviathan is going to stab it. If so, it's a disqualified shchita. If it's a disqualified shchita, you're not allowed to eat the shayr That's what the medrash rabbah asks. So this whole tradition is strange because it's based on something that would be halachically wrong. That's the question that the medrash asks on itself. The loy kach taninan. It's opposite of a mishnah. Answers the medrash. There are fish that can have snapper and not have casquesas. The Mishnah says that every fish that has scales inevitably has fins. But there are fins which have there. Are, there are fish which have fins and don't have scales. So the, if the shore was not kosher fish You could say it's kosher. That's not a problem. You could say it's kosher. It has fins or it has scales. We're not talking about the scales because we're talking here about the method of how it's killing the ox. It's killing through the sharp snapperist, so to speak. It's a stab. That's what nechira means. But the question is, you're not let it kill this way. You're not let it shacht. It's antithesis to the Allah of Shchit. And we know that there's a principle in Yiddishkeit, one of the thirteen famous principles, one of the thirteen animamins, one of the thirteen principles that the Rambam sets up: hatoyra hazoyis loy tehemuchlefas. The Torah is not something that's going to be changeable. It's not that the mitzvahs are temporary and then at a certain future time the mitzvahs get cancelled. In fact, if a Navi comes, if a prophet comes, even if it's a prophet who is considered authentic and in the name of God he says he has a prophecy and the prophecy is he's going to cancel a mitzvah. For example, he says, Hashem told me that Shabbos should not be celebrated on the seventh day anymore. Shabbos should be Sunday. Or that tefillin should be put on only once a year. Or Yom Kippur, should start eating. Anything that he changes in a mitzvah, immediately you know that he's a Navi Sheker. This is the great immediate sign that he's lying. It's false, as the Rambam explains at length. In Hilchis Yisaydi HaTayra, So even though we're talking about after Mashiach comes, Halacha doesn't change. Torah is Nitzchis, Torah is eternal. All Torah and Mitzvahs are eternal. That's a chag that, uh, of a parenthesis. The, it's one of the biggest issues, maybe the biggest issue. I mean, not only, but one of the big issues when, uh, when, um, when Jews, when people wonder why Jews rejected Christianity, right? One of the first signs, besides everything else. In other words, even if you would assume that a person could make many miracles, even... Even, it could be it's a... a, a, In other words, it's not negay if it's a lie or not. Even if a person would perform tremendous miracles. First of all, it could be it's all a lie. But even if a person would perform tremendous amount of miracles, if a person changes one halacha of the Torah and says that this mitzvah is not eligible or this mitzvah is not relevant or this mitzvah has been cancelled out, from a halachic point of view, that is an immediate... Immediate disqualification of this prophet as a Navi Shekh, as a liar. The one exception is if the Navi comes and says that there is a temporary instruction by Hashem to violate a mitzvah. The example for that would be Elioah Navi. Eliowa Navi, we learned in the Haftarah of Kisisa, right? Malachim Perik, Melachim Perik Yitzayim, Melachim Base Perik Yitzayim, Navi offered a carbon ware on Mount Carmel, Hara Carmel, he brought a carbon there, they brought the two oxen, and the prophets of the Baal did one carbon, and he did another carbon. Hashem, Aneini Hashem, there was a Beis HaMikdash. How can he be maker of a carbon b'chutz? The answer was, this is called in Halacha, Hayro Asha. means a temporary instruction. Temporary. But if I, and that, if, it, if you know that the Navi is an authentic Navi, a love to and you have to listen to him. But if Eliyahu navi would come and say, That's it, the whole concept of offering in the Beis HaMikdash is gone, God changed his plans, that would be testimony that he's a Navi Sheker. So, this is a very interesting concept throughout all of Jewish history. Anybody who contradicts any word of Torah, any word of Torah, and says, Yeah, but I have a new prophecy. I'm also a prophet. Moshe was a, I'm also a prophet. Immediately he undermines himself. And the reason for this is also very fascinating. The Rambam gives a very logical reason for this. The Rambam says the reason we believe a prophet is not because we know he's true, he's right. Some people could be charlatans. People even have the power to manipulate stuff. Some people could make miracles, perhaps. Says so the reason we we, we believe a navi is because Moshe Rabbeinu told us to believe a prophet, and the nevu of Moshe Rabbeinu was uncontested because by Matan Torah every Jew was there, every Jew was a prophet. And because Moshe said that this Torah is a, a, a word in the Chumash is considered a word that's testified, it's testifiable, its testimonies by every single Jew who was there by Matan Torah, not one person. So therefore, if it contradicts that, we don't believe we will not believe the Navi. Yeah. How are we able to build a Masemigdash and go away from the Mishnah? I have the Mishkin in that's it. That's what originally was given by Moshiach. So you're asking a good question. Why would they change from the Mishkan to the I mean, The answer is because in Pashas Re'eh, in Chumash, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, ad la You have not yet reached your place of settlement. And when you come there, the, you'll come to the place that God chose. So he describes the fact that now they're still in a mobile sanctuary moving around from place to place which was not the ultimate destiny they were supposed to go into Israel. And he describes that one day you're going to shift to a permanent situation. But you're right, if there wouldn't be, if, if it's something that would be changed from the territory of Meshach immediately it's a sign that it's a sheker, it's a lie. So here you have a fascinating example. You're telling me beautiful ma'ezes, m'talav yosem, m'tasher habar, there's a Mishnah in Chulin that contradicts this. It's not a shita. You're not allowed to have such a shchita. I mean, you could check the shor, but you can't eat it. It's not shchita. That's the question in, in Medrash. It's treif. Yeah? Treif in the sense of the shitta not being good. Not treif in the sense of, a, of an illness. And for the Medrash, a fascinating answer. And the Medrash answers that there's a possek in Yeshaya. And the Pesach in Yeshaya Hanavi says that in the future, Torah me'iti When when Mashiach comes, Torah will come out from me. Torah will emerge from me. What do you mean it will? It's not to say, Torah me'iti yotza. Torah emerged from me. Matan Torah was already. So at the Medrash, what Yeshaya Hanavi is saying is, Chidush Torah me'iti teitzeh. A chiddush in Torah is going to come out for me. A novelty in Torah. Torah, the expression of the midrash is, Torah chadasha me'iti teitze. A new Torah is going to emerge for me. What's pshat? Says the Balatanya, the midrash is telling us, shakadash baruch hu yatir oz shchitizu. There's going to be what seems like a shah, a special instruction <laughs> that the Reboi Nishaloyim is going to say for once, I'm allowing this shechita, that the leviathan, the great whale, shechts the behemoth with its fins, it stabs the behemoth with its fins, and the behemoth dies. There's going to be a special, unique, heter dispensation, for one time only, that even though the halakhi usually says this would be forbidden, but as the Mepharshim explained, and this is what it seems he's saying, that we know that hera shah, as I said before, the example of Eliyahu, of it, a temporary, momentary instruction, a Navi. If you know that he's an authentic Navi, you have to know that he's an authentic Navi. It's a person gets up and says, uh, God told me that we're not putting on tefillin today, right? That uh, you don't believe a person like that. But we're talking about an authentic novi, like Eliyahu, a Navi. And this is going to be a shah, temporary instruction. It's going to be mutter. It's an interesting thing. It's so going to be a new Torah that's going to come out for me. What's this new Torah? This new Torah is that you can eat this Behema. That's the Medrash Rabbin Parash And he says, When we speak about in different sources of Chazal, the wild ox that's going to be the the food la asid lave when Mashiach comes. This is these behemoths, the behemoths and the leviasin. that's the and the shayr the wild ox. That's why the Gemara says baba He brings in the foot in the parentheses. baba Amad pasuk bar on the pasuk behemoths, the targum yonison calls it v'targem bar, which means the shayr abar. in Aramaic is ax and the Babassadah speaks about the meal of Lev Yosan and Sher-a-bar. This is what the Medrash is referring to. Now obviously the whole Indian is Deir beer. The whole Indian needs explanation. What is the Medrash saying since you didn't go? And you weren't part of the circuses these days. You weren't part of those, those fights in Rome or in Athens or in the other great cities where they did it. Therefore you're going to have your own Kenegia, <laughs> Also a wild, violent fight. With a special heter, with a special shechit. He says, To understand this whole theme, what is this about? Like, what's the toichen, what's the necessary? What's the necessity for it? What does it represent? If it's cruel, so suddenly when Mashiach comes, it's not going to be cruel. You're praising the Jewish people for staying away from these types of activities. So how are you going to reward them? By doing it. It's like, if you don't eat the nash, because it's not good for you, I'm going to give you even more nash. If it's not good, it's not good. So then it is going to be good. And there has to be a special shechita that's not muta. Why do you have to change halacha? Why can't they just shech the shayda barb <laughs> in, in a legal way? No, there has to be chidush toyda me'iti this is a new toyda that when Mashiach comes, that this shechita becomes muta, but only temporarily. Because you can't change toyda even when Mashiach comes. So it's a chidush here. And this is, like, what's the big chidush? matin the chidush. Why is it so fundamental? Why is it so important? Why do you need this Chiddush? So obviously, this is very, it represents something profound. There's something going on here in the Medrash, this whole meal of the Lovyasan and Sher with this kanigya and the circus and the fight and so forth. (laughs) Gute kashas, huh? Lovyasan stabs it and that's it. No no regular Shechid. Ha'inyin, the explanation and all of this is beiz there are two types of tzaddikim the word tzaddikim here obviously refers to tzaddikim what we call special righteous holy souls but kulam as the passage says in yeshayah the word tzaddik means there are two types of, of good people of, of righteous people of moral people of Oivde Hashem, of people who serve God. Ha'alef, the first category, is Oison Shehem B'Seyser. Those who are B'Seyser. B'Seyser literally means those who are secretive. What do we mean by secretive? Secretive doesn't necessarily mean that nobody knows them. It means their whole lifestyle. Their whole avoida is one that is concealed. Shavidas and their primary avodas Hashem deals with the internal, with the world of the spirit, the world of ruchnias, pidush. What do we mean be Kavana Their primary avodas their primary avodas Hashem is with Kavana Saleh Meaning, it's the internal consciousness and intention of their heart liyachid yichudim al-yoinim. And the kabbalistic expression to be miyachid, to unify yichudim al unifications, higher unifications, u'bchines aliyas. liyachid yichudim al is a classic expression of teres ha-nister, of teres Kabbalah, kabole ya'aven in chsidus, ya'aven in Kabbalah, a lot. liyachid yichudim means to reveal the unity of the world. The world is one. But to be miyachid yichudim means to reveal the unity of the world in many different ways in different fashions. In Kabbalah you'll have what's called Yichud Chari, Yichud Zun, and Yichud Bchachmon Bina, and Yichud Zal Malchus, and just—it's all different terms that represent connect to reveal the unity, to connect. Or B'chinas Aliyas, and their Avayd is one that is continuous, con- represents continuous ascents and climbs. U'kagayin, the classic example would be the Pshimen by Yechayik Shaya beMaidi Yud Gimel Shana. The Gemara says in Masechus Shabbos that he ran away to a cave and he was there for 13 years with his son because of the Roman persecution. He had to escape and he stayed in a cave for 13 years. Obviously, during those years, there were many, many practical, physical mitzvahs, mitzvahs mitzvahs, mitzvahs that we do. Maissa meaning not with our machshava with our Kavaava, but it's what you have to do with your physical hands and physical feet and physical items around you that he couldn't couldn't do the Gemara says how were they nurtured, how were they nourished from a charuva. charuva is a a, a a carob tree, a boxer, an Aa demaya, a spring of water that was created for them Im Kane if that's the case,. He couldn't observe eating of matzah on Pesach. Nobody knew where they are to bring the matzah, to deliver matzah. Fakert, they had to run away because they were afraid if his wife finds a nose or other people know, they could be tortured and reveal the secret. So this was a complete secret. So there was no matzah on Pesach. Matzah, you need grain. You can't be kind matzah from Bokzah. Vaiter v'kiddush al-hayayin. on what? Shabbos. Yom tef. Vaiter, eating in So you could say on one level, I mean, there were Jews who were in the gulags in Siberia and many other places. They didn't have Matzah for Pesach, they didn't have a Sukkot on they didn't have a Luluv, they didn't have an Nesrik. Yeah. Even in our generation, in our generation, not too long ago, there were many Jews who were Ehrlichi, they were in a state of Oynas. So we have a Klal, Oynas, Rachmona, But the Chiddush here is that if Shimon he had a special ch- carob tree that was created for him, and an Einademaida was created for him in the Maida, and nonetheless, certain mitzvahs he couldn't do. The Arizal was also in this state, in this p'china. Similar to what the Zoya says. Explaining Yaakov's words, V'yidgu l'arayv b'kara V'yidgu comes also from the word dogem. So it doesn't only mean they will prosper abundantly in the earth, it means that even in the arets, they are like v'yidgu, they're like dogem. Mashenkin sharnu shar nuneyam, Ba ba'aretz, with the other Nuneyama means the fish of the sea. nune Nuneyam, the fish of the sea, which are not in the earth. Rakbayam, they're in the ocean, they're in the seas. Zawinyan amalachim, that's angels. The so you have souls that are on dry land, but they're like dogim. They're like nuneyama. They're the fish of the sea. Nuneyama. What's Pshat Nuneyama? There's an expression in Zoya there. de Fish of the sea that walk around on dry land. Usually if you don't have fish walking around on the arats, because it's a contradiction. The fish can't live. The fish needs to be in the water. And there's a difference, there's a complete distinction between amphibious creatures and dry land creatures. Comes Yakub Avinu and says there's going to be special neshamas, v'yidgu, from the word dogim, viyidgula, from the from the term dogim, fish, viyidgula roiv, haorats. On the dry land, viyabeshta, they're going to be in a state of dogim, they're called Nuneyama, the fish of the sea. And then there are the malachim. They are also fish, but they're in the yam. They're in the water. They're naturally in the water. The chiddush is that there are tzaddikim who walk on the earth. You could see them, and nonetheless, essentially, that's from, that, from that state of Nunayam, the example he gave are two people, Reb Shimon BaYechai, and the Arizon. I should just say that there's another. There's, there's the Tzemach Tzaddik's uh, Hanoch from this Maimir that he wrote from his grandfather Tovkafayin Aleph. And he writes over there that the expression, when he writes the Maimer, the expression of his Zaydah was the Balatanya, Rashbi Vachaveirov, Harizal Vachaveirov, and he adds Vichena The Rashbi and his colleagues, those people similar to him, the Harizal and his colleagues, and he adds also the Balshamtev and his colleagues. The Balatanya and the Maimer, there were different people who wrote the Maimarim. The, the, the Lukut Toyra was usually written by his brother, the Maharil Rabiud Leib. But there's many in my mind that we have other versions, very similar, but just sometimes variations or additions that were written by another by a son or by an called by a grandson, or by the Mitludeb of the Tamachadak or others. So from this Maimad, there's another Hanaq, there's another text in Maimari Admirazak, I think it's from the Tzamachedak. So over there he adds That's a very interesting addition. What's the concept of Nunayama, fish of the sea? The difference between creatures of dry land and creatures in the water is, creatures in the water you don't see them. They're completely submerged. That's why he says, they're, they're submerged. When you look at the water, is what you see is the water bed. If you go scuba diving, and you go deep down under the water, you'll see the whole universe. It's unbelievable what goes on there. But from our perspective, what we see is it's all covered by water. The definition of dry land creatures is the exact opposite. You look around, I see you, and I see you, and I see you, and I see you. In other words, the definition is hisgalos. It's revealed. The identity is revealed. Where in the yam, everything is concealed by the yam, even though there is distinct, there are distinct creatures. But it's a whole different mahalach, it's a whole different schnit. So that's the difference between rashbi, in the myra, what was his avoda? The whole avoid was internal. He didn't have matzah. He didn't have an esrog. He didn't have a physical sukkah. He didn't have physical schach. He didn't have wine. But was there kiddush by the Rashmi? Of course he made kiddush on Shabbos. Did he have matzah on Pesach? Of course he had matzah on Pesach. But it was a different type of matzah. Fakert. His matzah on Pesach was gar matzah. But it was the, the energy of the matzah, the consciousness of the matzah. Then you have a second category. You have tzaddikim. They're not called the fish of the sea. The fish are concealed in the water. Their whole avayda is internal. But here, their whole is begili in a revealed way, just like creatures who live on dry land, not in the water, where you see clearly the identity of each individual. When you're on the dry land, what do you see? Here's a tree, here's a bush, here's an ant, here's a turtle, here's a person, here's an animal, here's the road, here's a car. Every nivra is begili, it's completely revealed. Shavidasam bagashmi is. Their avodas Hashem is primarily begashmis begashmis. means with the material world. Bekiyam amitzvus meisis, observing the mitzvus meisis, meaning the mitzvus with action in Maisa. not just in machshava, in thought and consciousness. An example he gives is v'samachta bechagecha. For example, we spoke about Rashbi how he celebrated Esrig and Sukkot and lulav and matzah and pesach, but how was it? Not with wine. And not with meat, and not with matzah. He couldn't. It was an internal experience. But then there is v'samachta in a very in a very practical way. And it's not pshat that when somebody does something physically, it's just a physical act. No, it also draws down higher light. In other words, the physical mitzvah draws down Al Yonim, divine light, higher light. Moya de Havaya. That's why they are called Ela Moya de Hashem. They are Moya de Havaya. They're not just rituals. You make a holiday for people to relax, for people to eat, for families to get to get together. He says, no, they're called Moya de Hashem. They're God's holidays. No, there's they're designated days where there's a unique energy in the world that you can access. Moya de Hashem. Vah simcha hu agilu y'urin baruch shenim sechem And the true simcha of yomtef. Nunulani, finish also the words, not only the Nigan, Finish the words. What's simcha? What's the simcha? Vah who hu agilu y'urin seif baruch shenim sechem esgala. The real simcha of yomtef is what? What makes yomtef a happy day? That there's an opportunity to experience a deeper or more of y'urin seif, of the light of infinity shenimshach, its access to mezgala, gets more revealed, that's what creates real simchas yomtif. In other words, the simcha of is not just a simcha physical because a person is not working or a person gets more sleep or a person eats more. That's the outer manifestation of it. But what is the simcha? The simcha is, the simcha of is one the soif baruchu That the oyd of the einsoyf is accessed. It flows. It's more accessible. It's more revealed. K'moshen is by the level of parshas tzav. V'amshach hazu dafka. Kabbas of says that this flow, this access, comes through mitzvus be'maisa beuvda. Uvda means maisa, action. K'maimer as like the gemara says in pesachim, we're going to learn it soon in arv pesachim. Shebizmana zeh arda by the time of the bais hamikdash ain't simchel of a simcha happened through basr. that's the expression of the Gemara ain't simcha le Basr. there was no simcha only through Basr, only through meat what's p'sha'at there was a mitzvah that everybody would bring should bring shalmi simcha Shalmi simcha means a special carbon which was called a carbon shlomen and they were designated for simcha and you would eat it you and your spouse and your children and any guests these karbonas could be eaten for two days and a night in the whole of your shalayim within the wall of your shalayim. So, in addition to any other carbonas, there was an oilas riyah or a personal carbon a person had to bring. But when you came yamtiv, whether it was pesach shavuot you brought a special carbon shlomim called Shalmei simcha. And on this, it says v'samachta b'chagecha, you should celebrate. Offer this carbon, of course, the fat would be burnt on the altar. There was a part that was uh, eaten by the kayanim, and then most of it was given to the owner to take home and enjoy with his family. And this was a chiyuv on every yomtiv. And the Gemara says, of the Gemara continues now, Now we don't have this basar, so the simcha now is biyayin. We still have yayin. We could drink the wine. Then it was simcha bebasar. They had the shalmi simcha. Now we don't have the karbonas. Zain simcha lebe yayin. Okedile as we will explain. So these, so what's pshat? Ain simcha lebe ain simcha le It's not like some people think you eat a piece of meat, you eat a spare ribs, you get into a good mood. Yeah? That's the pshat. Ain simcha b'basar. The pshat is that it was a carbon. The balshem tevtaich is Ain simcha there's no simcha only with flesh. Interesting of Chazal, Ain simcha, there's no happiness in the world, only a piece of steak. Right, it's an interesting expression. El simcha, don't think there's any other simcha, don't think anything else is going to make you happy. So there are people who adhere to this, and taka not only with shalmei simcha in the Beis HaMikdash, for them maybe the Beis HaMikdash was never destroyed, every piece of steak is a shtikl shalmei simcha. The Baal said something very, very powerful. Ain simcha a There's no real simcha in this world. Unless you're ready to confront your basar. Unless you're ready to deal with your basar. You have to deal with your basar. With your own bossa. simcha In other words, in this world, you, I have to work with my basar. Refine it. Educate it. Work with it. I don't live, it's not an neshama that's in Olam Ha'alyan and Gan The only simch is eleb ebosar. To work with the guv, to refine it, to educate it, to inspire it, to elevate it. Very often, the basar dimension of life frustrates us. It gets us annoyed. It's an obstacle, it's a distraction. So the Gemara says it's not how it works. Ain't simch, the only real simch is a simch that comes... When you work with your basar, you have to infuse your basar with meaning. You have to inspire it, elevate it, sublimate it, find the godliness in it. And there's not going to be simcha any other way, because it's a real... This is what the person is. The person is a soul in a goof in a body. And on the contrary, this is the ultimate achlus to bring the simcha into the basar. So there's ain't simcha ele So what does this basar mean? The basar was a vehicle it was a, a physical vehicle through which on Yom Tif there was an experience of Erein Seif. It was a very, very refined experience. Very, very edel experience. Don't confuse this with, with gluttony. Gluttony can't bring joy. A person who just becomes a fresser doesn't become a happier person. You're just attracted for a few minutes, you're starving, so you eat and eat and eat non-stop, and then what do you feel like? You feel like a behemoth. Bahamas actually are happy after they eat. Huh? You could see. <laughs> you could see. Do you, do you not much Shabbos here Even Shabbos. What's Shabbos? What's Pshat? They say that the Baal Shemta was one sitting with his Talmidim Friday night. So a the Dekamaisa. And uh, one of his Talmidim brings it. And... Uh, they were talking about Machali Shabbos, eating on Shabbos. And he asked them to put their hands on each other. You know, like they do in camp, the boys do in camp, their hands on each other. And the two Talmidim near him to put their hands on him and to close their eyes. And I think he sang a niggin. And they said later that they saw an ox. This is the expression in Yiddish. So ox in was asked They saw Pashtan ox, a bull, a on top of him, and he was eating the food of Shabbos. That's what they saw. So they emerged and asked the Bais my hai, yeah, mazeh al ma So the Bais said, "This is a yid. I wanted to show you a yid right now. He's eating the Shabbos meal. Yeah. He's so passionately involved in the food, at his gevurah in the ox. He was eating steak. He became the steak." He became a stick steak. There was no person anymore. Instead of the steak becoming human, <laughs> the human became the steak. There was nothing else. So they said, what's the shtrimel? So he said a beautiful voice. He says, the shtrimel is a lavush from Shabbos. Because it's a lavush of Shabbos, it was a garment of Shabbos, so it wasn't as gashen. It didn't become part of that behemoth. But every other, because that was a garment of Shabbos, so that retained its Shabbos quality. But every other part of him, basically, he didn't see a person anymore. the He was so passionate. You, you, you understand the feeling the Boshan was describing, yeah? Some of us could relate to it. Especially when you're starving, you're hungry, there's nothing else. This becomes life. But that's not a source of simcha. It's just a distraction. It's usually like another addiction, another appetite, another habit. Because 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, you're back to the regular self. And sometimes even you're just heavy and lethargic and you can't breathe for a few hours and you can't feel. When people are stuffed, they usually can't feel emotions for a couple hours until they sober up. So that has nothing to do with simcha. That's called distraction. That's not happiness. It's temporary distractions, fun, enjoyments. It's like buying new gadgets and so forth. For a few hours, it's exciting, right? but it never brings you simcha. Simcha comes from pnimius. Simcha comes from alignment. So when we speak about Machali Shabbos, Machali Yamtif, all this, the truth is that we need a little help in this area because it happens to be that in our culture, and our religion, much of Shabbos and Yamtif, at least for some people, is primarily about food. More eating and more eating to a point where people, push it are, you know, they, they're like not really... Uh, like, the food really takes over there, everything. It's the last generation, so we have to be massacring a lot of animals. Right, but the only way you can be massacring a lot of animals is if you remain human. <laughs> that was the Moshamtif's point. If I become the animal, then I can't be massacring the animal. Yeah. So you have the Madreg of Reb Meir of Primishlan. Reb Meir Primishlan once said, and I'm telling you, it's Reb Meir of Primishlan. of Primishlan was a very big tzaddik, and he once said that the only person Who's allowed to eat meat, the only person is somebody that when he eats the meat, he feels like the behemoth during the shchita. That's what Mayor Primashlan said. That's the only person who's allowed to eat meat because when he eats meat, the meat wants to be eaten by him. The behemoth wants to be eaten by him. But he says if you're, if, 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 if you're craving it, then he says, then you're a stick meat yourself. So who gives you a right to slaughter a behemoth and eat it? And this is a fundamental idea, because animals get killed for us. You take a fish out of water, it dies. You slaughter a chicken or a behemoth, it gets slaughtered, it gets killed. What's the right to slaughter an animal? Who gives us a right to slaughter an animal? Huh? Right, what's the Havana in this? What's the Havana? I mean. What's the It's a living being. We say, Tsar ba is us, so you're not like an aggravated animal. Sarbachim, right according to most It's a biblical prohibition. And here, a Mashach, people don't even think about it. Huh? I know the history. We're trying to understand the Havana. Thousands of years later, we still want to kill people. You want to kill people? <laughs> sometimes you want to kill somebody, so the truth is, the truth is it's a very sensitive thing, it's a very sensitive thing, the Gemara says, you're not allowed to eat before davening, you're not allowed to eat before davening, so Balatanya explains, because the function of Achila is always, I need the food in order to live, but also I have to realize that the food needs me, and when I'm eating, I'm in a state of consciousness where I elevate the food, I sublimate the food. The food becomes part of Adam. Becomes part of the larger chain and web of creation. There's a food chain. And everything is part of that chain. Like we learned on Shabbos at length in the Miami of Achal and Tzav. There's a huge food chain throughout history and every day and in the whole world. When I become part of that, and the buck doesn't stop here, everything serves So the doymim serves the tsemeich, and the tsemeich serves the chai, and the chai serves the medaber, and the medaber serves God, then it becomes sublimated. When it becomes narcissistic and hedonistic, then there's something off. So sometimes there's an animal, it appreciates, reich nechayach la-shem, it appreciates being sublimated and being converted into the bloodstream of a person. If not, the question is, why am I superior? Who gives me a right? Just because I'm more powerful or not more powerful, I'm not more powerful than an ox, but just because I'm more manipulative, I know how to trap the ox or trap the ki- chicken, and I may like it to kill him. So the Me'epim was describing it in very, very dramatic ways, which is a pretty high level, that when you eat, you feel like the behemoth during the shit. I don't know that uh many of us can relate to that, but the sensitivity, maybe, <laughs> ah, huh? very good. He's saying, after you eat, you feel like the behemoth during the shchitah. Okay. Which is the whole point. Which is the whole point. We eat, people look at the food. Yeah? You ever see how they eye sometimes a plate at a, at a smugger's board? They eye, yeah? You know? Huh? Yeah? And it's like, it's mamash mashiach. It represents mashiach. If I get this plate of food, all my problems are gone. But it's really, it's not that, that's not the nekudah. You're hungry, you have to eat. Avada. You know, when we're hungry, we want to eat. But... uh but when that becomes the substitute for life, so now it's like it's another drug. So for some people, it's a drug. I mean, it has mylas over other drugs. But essentially, it's the same It's the same nekuda. As a result of that, what he's saying is, when we speak about, ain simcha ele never mistake it, that the basar is the cause of simcha. There's no such a thing. Shabbos has nothing to do with food. Yomtif has nothing to do with food. The is tiz nishtashtik steak. <laughs> God is not a piece of steak or a piece of kugel or a piece of kishke. It's a distraction. The whole Nikud of Shabbos, Yomtev, is not food, 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 food. The food, the chiddish of Shabbos and Yomtev is that physical food can become a vehicle for Simchis Yomtev, for simchis Shabbos. But what is it a vehicle for? It's a vehicle for Hamshachas Vigili Ein Soif the Gile of Ain Sof and the Gile of Ain is always about bital, it's about refinement, it's about transcendence, it's about going out of my my uh entrenchment in my own insecurities and my need for distractions and appetites and addictions it's the most subtle way of eating where the food itself becomes a vehicle for divine spiritual energy. That's the Chiddush of Shabbos. And Yom. The Chiddush of Shabbos and Yom is not God becomes a piece of steak. It's that a piece of steak could become a vehicle for divinity when it's eaten and seen in the right way. Like there's a kind of Shabbos and you do that with anything. There's no Chiyov. No, by the base. The, the Gemara says the Basmana Bayas ain't There's a khiv to eat foods that are that are a person, that give delight to a person. If a person is uh, is disgusted by a certain food, they don't have to eat it. That's what the Gemara says. Basmana ain't They had the bus of the Shalm Simcha. Today we say ain't But the point is always that the food is a vehicle. It's not that the food itself becomes the source of Shabbat. Of, shab- of, of Simcha. Food can't be a source of Simcha. It's a mistake that we make. Achilah of Shabbos is a holy endeavor. It's a sacred endeavor. It's a getliche experience. And getlichkeit is never kite Whenever I'm in a moment of laziness and heaviness and, and and just in a bad mood and I have to eat more and more, I'm not in touch with my infinity. Ein Sof is always in a state of serenity and, and oneness and harmony. The Chiddush is that in Yiddishkeit, even the food becomes part of the Ein soif. Not that the Ein soif becomes food. The food is part of the Ein soif. So the Baal Shem was trying to teach his students that here was a Jew. He was eating for Shabbos. But because he didn't understand what it was, what happened? He became the ox himself. He mamish became the ox. So when you would look at him, you would see a person. With the Baal Shem Tev, he was giving them eyes. He was putting on a certain glasses cleaning their lenses, that when you could look, what you see on physically is a person. But if you see the Pneumius, all the molecules in this person became like the atoms of an ox. Because his whole machshava was there. His whole rotson was there. So ich bin and the ox. I'm not a person anymore. I'm literally an ox. And you sometimes feel it that way. You sometimes feel that way. Right? You look at yourself and you're like, am I a person? I lost myself. I lost myself. Besides the Shreimel. The Shreimel remained... Uh, Shtrimel remained pristine. So Mazli was not wearing a Shtrimel when he ate. If he would have taken off the Shtrimel, there would be only an ox. When it comes to wine and simcham, what would be corresponding in the ruchni? to reveal the secrets from you the sham? What would you be the. Uh, we spoke uh, Purim, bah, Baruch is, come Rabbi Shach to Little B'Zayda. Nichness Yain Yotz Asoid, yeah. Yaino Suya Yayin Nichness Nodav and it says, were Shsuya Yayin. So the Shalom says what? They were pushed alcoholics. And then Moshe said they're greater than Moshe and Aaron. Nodav and Aviyu pushed alcoholics. They went to the Kiddush club. Some of the And then they just said, let's go to the Mishkan, let's have fun. They were greater than Moshe and Aaron. So Yitaitr Shsuya Yayin means a whole different Indian. They were drunk with God. And when they drank wine, it was an expression of that. The Yayin also was an expression of that. That's the idea of drinking. It's just like drinking on Purim. People think that the union of Purim is to get drunk. Chas v'shalom. Purim has to do with drunkenness like Yim Kippur has to do with getting drunk. You should have told us that before. I spoke, I spoke. We spoke a whole, a whole night of Purim I spoke about this. Avada is a mitzvah lepsume bepurya. But there's a toichin here. It's a toichin. It's a deep union. What do you want to say, Rabbi Prazer? Huh? He did that question. Okay. Pay him back Koifel. When a, Rebbe, when a Rebbe eats food, or when a refined Jew eats food, or when a not so refined Jew in a moment of refinement eats food, they bring the food up to them rather than. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. You see, you see, there are people when they eat, they don't bend down to the plate. They take the fork or the spoon and they bring it to their mouth. And uh, so it's not just an aristocratic way of eating, there's also a, pr- a profound message there. When I go down to the food, it basically the food attracts me, and it, it's it's by the magnetic forces of gravity. And I become a shtickle. I, my face is now in the food. I bring the food up to me, means it's the other way around. The food becomes part of the human consciousness, not the human consciousness is lowered into the animal consciousness. So it's really it's really an attitude. The whole idea of brachas before we eat that the Chazal masakan was. To eat with mindfulness, to eat with consciousness, to eat with presence. Even I'm about to eat an apple, I'm about to drink a cup of coffee. Whatever I am, I'm about to to, huh to a cup of water. We lean back. That's part of Haseiba. When you recline, you bring the food to you. Why is that called Kheras? Because that's the only way you could be a free person. A lot of people ask me today, why should I do Haseba? It's much more much less comfortable. Yeah, sitting like this is more comfortable. Sitting like this, you see people with a the saber? They look like in a torture chamber. So you talk you have to make it as comfortable as you can. Maybe you can bring another chair, use another pillow to make it comfortable. The saber shouldn't be a, a nightmare. But there's there's really something deeper than that. When they would recline, they brought the food to themselves. You don't bring the whole food with you, and that's derecheres. That means you're a free person. Because the first definition of freedom means that you're in control of your own life. The food doesn't control you. You control it. That's the first cheiros. You know, somebody told me, a teenager, he says, I'm so excited. I said, why are you excited? He says, I now own a phone. He got himself an iPhone. I now own a phone. I said, that would be nice. I'm afraid that the phone owns you. There's a big difference. You own something, but it really owns you. Huh? Cell. Sometimes it becomes a cell a cell, very good. A cell, like a prison. So derechairis means Derechairis means of course I need the food. Hashem made that a person needs food, a salted to connect to God needs food. But a free person, I'm always free. Always free means I'm always in touch with my Ain self, with my infinity. So when I eat, I'm also in touch with it. And therefore that's what Haseb is. When you're a saber, you're a free person. You need the food because that's part of your mission in the world. To elevate the food. The food needs you and you need the food. And it works together. But that's part of Hasebe. It's a very important idea. That's why Hasebe is Derech Even today, when we're not so used to it, we're used to sitting straight. So by, by Pesach, everybody does what you're saying. You take the Matzah, you take the Kairich, you take the Mar, whatever you're taking, and you bring it to you. So that's what he's saying here. That the Shalmei Simchei, the Beis HaMikdosh on Pesach, shvu it was all physical mitzvahs, very physical. You're eating a piece of meat from a lamb or from a goat or from an ox, whatever they were eating. A shlamim could be different animals. But what was the nekuda? It was Gilui Eirein saiv That yom Tiv is an access to Eirein saiv barachum. As to the middle of the week, not. Oh, middle of the week. No, well, no, middle no, of the week no. is the mitzvah. The mitzvah for uh... The access. Oh. No, well, there's something called simchas yamtif. In other words, Yamtiv there's a special simcha because there's a special gilui of ein seyfe. On yamtif, dafke. On the, the, the. yamtif, there's a, a special koyach to, uh, to, uh, to access to access. There's a certain revelation of Ein Saif in the world, higher and more revealed. Mayadei Hashem, the word, the word "mayad means designated, right? Like va'ad, base va'ad l'chachamim, or by the utterance it says, What's v'naiadeti l'chashama? I will designate a place over there. So there's, there's a mayad in space, oyel mayad and there's a mayad in time. A mayed in space means a designated place where we meet. Vinoy Ayal Oy mayed, The place where the Rebbeinu Laila meets humanity. That's mayed in space. And then there's mayed in time. That there are days of the year Hashem says, let's meet. What's pshat, Let's meet. I'm going to show up over there. But you also have to show up. If you don't show up, you're not going to meet me. So every yom is a kayach. There's a certain gilu, you ain't safe in the world that a person could take from. But I have to show up. It's, it, it comes with avayda. It's not like... I just sit and do nothing. Mm-hmm. But there's something there. Sometimes a person feels it more, sometimes a person feels it less. Sometimes a person doesn't feel it, That's but it's, the it's still best. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Ebersh, there's can steak, yeah. I much? You know some Jews, know some <laughs> also, you want, they also want to take a bite from an apple or a bite from a piece or cut into pieces, you know. Of course it's an apple, like a whole apple, but not a human. Yeah, yeah. I can't say I'm like that. The Take. A versus breaking off a piece from what you cut when you ling it. No animal be it. Oops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you ever saw animals eat another animal? It's very uh, <laughs> hard to watch hard to watch Zaylo Vasaiva. Zaylo Vasaiva. Lubavan Rebbe was once having a meal upstairs in the house of his father-in-law he used to eat their yamta for his when his was alive so there was a yid there he was sitting and eating with his mouth open as a, you know Right near the Rebbe. Mm-hmm. So, how the Rebbe did it? He turned to him and quietly he said, "The of often for medet When you speak teider, that's when you open your mouth. He never ate in front of. Very seldom. Very seldom. Also seldom used a knife. The fork, spoon, very, very seldom a knife also. Very seldom. they take out the with a fork. I don't know. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at ww.theyeshiva.net slash donate.